reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. Bro, I've missed you the last couple of weeks. Let's get at it. Some quick hits. Some quick hits. So the Rams, our Super Bowl champion Rams, gave Aaron Donald the big bag. Bro, is the highest paid non-quarterback ever. That's a nice reward. Oh, they go up a few weeks later. They get cool. Uh, Cooper Cup, excuse me. Sign him handsomely. I got a million for what three four years cool but i say all that to say what's up, what up with obj what's happened are they going to sign him you and i talked about this he deserves to be signed he deserves a chance to come back i had to throw it to you brother what's going to happen i mean get out your crystal ball and tell me what are the rams going to do with obj in this wide receiver market I mean, like you said, congratulations. One, I'm very excited to watch how the Rams are saying we want to win. They did what they need to do last year to put themselves in position and even make that effort this offseason to win the offseason so they can be ready to repeat. That's their plan. And to your point, investing money in a defensive player, when we just saw the last few weeks, wide receivers setting records on how much money they're making, so I, I'm I'm a defensive guy anyways. I mean, that's my that's my love. And that, I love to see that where they rewarded the defensive player and said, you are very important to this franchise. Um, we, we look at what Aaron Donald had been able to do for that team for the time he's been there and the impact he's made. And so for management, so often management takes that Super Bowl ring and then they blow blow it up. I love to see what they've done again. Is recapping last year they went all in and brought Matt Stafford in. So where did he get the money from? Look, if, if people don't know right now, I am in St. Louis. And St. Louis still missed the Rams. But why did they leave? The money, man. It's going to be about the money. And so he's saying, not only did I leave, I built a billion-dollar-looking stadium. I won the championship. And guess what? I still got dollars. I'm going to pass it off to Aaron Donald. And then to reward the best receiver in the game last year. That's the other thing they said. Cooper Cup was the best receiver in the game. Not only the best receiver, he led them to a championship. So they did what they're supposed to do. I'm not taking money out of Devontae Adams and any other, and, and uh, the Cheetah and anybody else. Get paid. But let's look at what the champs have done and those who helped the champs become the champs. Give Aaron Donald his money give cup his money now what do we do to your question 
What do we do? What do the Rams do about OBJ? Because they cannot win that championship without OBJ. Yes, he was not a – he didn't start the season a Ram, but that boy show finished the season as a Ram. Not only just finished the season as a Ram, he finished the season as a championship Ram. And not only did he finish the season as a championship Ram, he contributed to them becoming a champion. So based off of that alone, paid my man. I'm not saying he has to be Cooper Cup level. I'm not saying he has to be Cheetah level. But I would think at this stage, some level of loyalty, some level of honor to say, you know what, Darren Donald, you wouldn't have got your money. Cooper Cup, you wouldn't have got your money if it wasn't for OBJ. And give the man his money. He still has some Pain. gas in the tank. Yes. He still has the motivation. And he has some demons that he had to slay as well. So if the Rams are all in and he has, I don't know, maybe remodeled, remolded, reshaped who he is as a receiver and understand he can plug into this, give the man his money. So I'd be interested to see. My crystal ball tells me that he's not going to get the money. That's what my crystal ball tells me. And I hope it's wrong, but only because I don't think they won't offer him the money. Is he humble enough to accept less money than some of his peers are bringing in? I don't know. Got you. Good take. Good take. Fair market value. He may be outpricing the market on this particular team. He may not get signed is what you're telling me. And I get that. That's a good call. Good call. Uh, well done. Let's let's transition to the Angels. We talked about the Angels. Man, how the city of, of L.A., two professional teams, man. We had the Dodgers. We had the Angels. Nobody roots for the Angels in this household, not in your household. But they were making news, brother. They were making news. They were the top of their division. Uh oh Doing a Carl Lewis. Uh-oh. <laughs> Well, since you and I talked last, they have fired their manager. And in the last two weeks, I, I don't know, they won in the last two weeks. I'm talking, I'm serious. Trout is hurt again. What do you do? Oh, maybe they are who we thought they were. Okay. Maybe this is really them. I don't know, bro. But I just wanted to share that with our audience. I want to know you out there. Any Angel fans, talk to me. Are you guys frustrated with this ineptitude? Talk to us. Hit us up on Facebook or one of our platforms. We want to know, Angel fans, how you feel. Vic, do you have any take, any thoughts on the Angels and where they are in mediocrity uh, right now? Not even, maybe less than that. Man, the season has started in April. Okay. Guess what we learned? It's a 162-game season, man. What the heck did the coach do that bad? Excuse me. What the heck did the manager do that bad? 45, game, 45 days into the season, where once upon a time in the season, you were the number one team. Come on, man. Talk about that, bro. We talk about organizational leadership. We talk about, look, is there – can I – there's, a, there's certain things that's, that solve the problem and it's manage the problem. I don't say, I don't see, nor will I say that the Angels had a significant problem that generated them to fire the manager who had them at the top of the division. You still got Otani and you still got Mike Trout. So what 
was so egregious that has happened that you would say, let's let's mail it in this early in the season? That is JV right there, man. That's the difference between championship-level teams and, and chumps. We talk about contenders and pretenders, champs and chumps. You're not going to win the World Series in June, man. You're not going to win it. Right. So, right. so it, it's hard for me to I, say. I, I, I just, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No. I, I just think, so from a manager's, maybe organizational point of view, maybe they fired him and try to salvage this season versus uh, let's just, you know, drag our feet through the mud and, and let's see what happens. Maybe they said a change is it now from an organizational point of view. I don't know what you think about that, but that's what I think is they're not listening to him. He is the coach. The players don't get fired. Coaches do. And we need a new voice. Man of the locker room. Let's make some change. I know health is a part of everybody's roster. Trump being hurt sucks. And he's an all-star level uh, player every every time he laces them up. But that's my take on firing the coach. But if it's your take that is true, I, I'm with you. I do have a problem as well. This early in the season, what did he do that you didn't already know? This early in the season, you know, so so I'd rather believe me than you. You could, uh-oh, Angels, you are who we thought you were. I mean, so I look at history. Baseball is a streaky sport. We knew the Dodgers should have won the World Series last year. Hell, they could have won it the last two years. What happened? The last month of the game, the last month of the season, our our ace, Kershaw, gets hurt. Justin Taylor, hurt. Uh, uh, you know, we lost the slew of people. And who got hot at the right time? The Braves. A couple years ago, who got hot at the right time? A team that was almost – Last place the whole season, Washington Nationals. So, yes, if they have salvaged the season in this the first quarter of the baseball season because they know they have a plan, okay, hey, they probably know more than we do. And like you said, maybe there's some internal dynamics, understandable. Let's cut our losses. Let's build for the future. And maybe we can, we sal we can salvage the next 120 games of the season. I'm with that. I'm with that if there's there's some germs and some, some levels of um, – uh, 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 an infection within the organization to say, okay, we got to cut off the head of the snake. Got it. But if it's just, we have a streaky, we went up, we have a 10 game losing streak. Okay. Are we going to get out of this? Let's watch the manager. They hired the manager for a reason. They hired him for a reason to lead, to be a leader. And so how else can we learn to trust our leader? If you're at an organizational level, if I hired this manager, I need to trust him. And if I trust in his leadership, maybe he can pull this team out of this tailspin. If I'm the player, watching my manager bring us together and, and, and accomplish and conquer some of these adversities, that may make us a stronger team at the end. This, using an, an analogy here, we look at what happened to Phoenix Suns. Something happened at the end. We're not going to say Manny Williams is a horrible coach or all season he was great, and then all of a sudden they just, something happened in the locker room, they can't perform. We will never know how he will take care of that adversity because their season ended. If this manager, the Angels manager, was that great for them to hire him, but not watch how he can navigate adversity and lead through complex situations, then organizational leadership and uh, the GM and, and the higher-ups failed. 
they fail to allow a leader to exercise how good he is under pressure. And if he doesn't recover, no, okay, let him go. Then he's not the right person for the team. But to your point, if he lost the the, the voice and and the players are not listening to him, then okay, cut it. But I, I wish that we had a little more insight on really what's going on because from eyeball test, dang, and we don't. They are who we thought they were, and we don't. and that's and we don't. JV in itself. <laughs> but did you hear about the Hatfield and the McCoys? Well, we got a professional golf Hatfield and McCoys. Okay, we got the PGA old stunts, blue blood, collar buttoned up, making all the money because they had no no competition. Then we got the the, the, the McCoys. Uh oh, the live tournament, which is going to compete or the Live Tour, excuse me, the Live Tour against the PGA Tour. They're going to be competing with players right now. We're talking about Tiger Woods said, no, he's not going to go, okay? Phil Nicholson said he was offered to go with the Live Tour. He's decided to stay with the PGA. But Phil, all Phil Nicholson, Sergio Garcia, Justin Thomas, uh, DeChambeau, or whatever his name is, and some other major heavyweights, they said, no, nah, bro, no, nah, partner. They're willing to pay too much money, and they're going to go over and play it in the Live Tour. The Live Tour, for those who don't know, Saudi-backed. If you know anything about the Saudis, it's not what they wear and ragheads. And No, they've been in oil money forever. And talk about oil money. How's your gas prices now? Anyway, they got money. So think of the USFL and the NFL, or you can think about the ABA. Versus the NBA. How'd that work out? Okay. Well, the Live and the PGA are now competing. They want the same people. They want, PGA says, no, you can't play in the Live Tour. And if you do, every one of those names I just mentioned has been suspended by the PGA. Oh, really? I want to know how that works out because. It doesn't work. It's not going to work, PGA, in my opinion. You're going to need to get on board with Liv or you, you may lose. Now, when I talk about the PGA, know that the masters stand alone. They are not governed or ruled by the PGA. They do what they want to do, when they want to do it. They move the schedule. They invite everybody. That is not... so. But the other major... PGA Tour events, the PGA governing body is saying anybody that plays on the Live Tour, which are some of the few names that I mentioned, you're suspended. Bruh, I don't know if you heard about it, but it's going to be fascinating, and I got my popcorn ready. It's going to be interesting. It's must-see TV how this plays out. Well, the ABA, NBA, eventually they merge. Okay? Look at the Major League Baseball, the American League, National League, if you see now rules are changing. Instead of ostracizing, they now got a designated hitter, so they want to see more run, more production. PGA, if you lose, you're going to lose money. I think you need to think about how you can collaborate with these boys who probably got more money than you do and will go to sleep on beds of money before you. I know you're happy. I know you love control. I know, know you love power, but you need to think Think strongly before you act. And I don't know if you're ready for this fight. Vic, your take, sir. If it don't make dollars, 
it don't make sense. <laughs> and those of us know that they talk about big money take little money. Big bank take little bank. And I'm not into golf like that, but from a top level standpoint, they got my attention. You know why? Because they can. And so when you could come after a big dog like the PGA, it's, it's definitely puts the PGA in the corner to say, oh, you competing this? We're going to suspend you? That doesn't hurt them. You're going to suspend me, right? I've always thought of the uh, golfers as individual contractors. They're not underneath no NCAA, well, I'm going to suspend you if you do this. Okay. I'm an individual contractor. So you, PGA, are going to suspend me. I have my own endorsements, and guess what? You don't pay me as much as the live does. So suspend me. You know, in fact, don't even worry about me, partner. I'm defecting to the live tour <laughs> because my name is what made the PGA important anyways. The PGA didn't make me. I made the PGA. So this is exciting because if you're threatening to suspend me, and I know I'm the one bringing in all these ratings, uh, and I'm the one that's got CBS and, and the Masters and the PGA open, all these little things happening, and all the networks are paying attention to me because I'm showing up. But if my name is Mickelson's, the Garcia's, the, the Bison's, and all of them, the JT's, and I go participate in the live, do you think CBS is not following me over there? CBS don't care. ESPN don't care who is who has the star. So this will be exciting to watch because Liv says, I got your money right here. Whatever the PGA suspended you and that you thought you were going to lose out on, I could pay you that and then some. And we could play this game all day. So I'm, I, I share your excitement because this has brought another level of competition. If I'm not watching Tiger compete, I can now watch how the big dogs compete at the highest organizational level and see you know pretty much who blinks first who will call chicken yes because to your crystal ball i don't think pga could play this game and whatever caused the nfl and afl to merge whatever created situations where you know uh ncaa had to fold and say you know we will do the one and done nba said you know let's create the the g league there's sometimes there's a a bigger boss than you that when you start looking down the road, how much money can I lose in future earnings? How much can I save in future earnings? I may need to submit, compromise, collaborate so we can all make some money. So, ah, oh, man, this will be, be good to watch. <laughs> More to come, to say the least, bro. Let's just keep our ears to the ground and see how it unfolds. You know, I don't like anybody losing money. I, re I really don't, whether you get fired or... You know, you lose your uh, endorsements, and that's what has happened with some of these PGA guys who are now going over to the lift. Some of them are losing endorsements. But I, I just wonder if they're losing their endorsements for the wrong reasons, because everybody has a belief system, a moral system, and it may not always apply to the other person. So it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it all unfolds, but you make a very good point. The Saudis, the live folks, they said, bro, whatever you lose, bro, I'll double it. Okay, bye. What are you going to do? Not everybody's Tiger Woods. Not everybody's Phil Mitchell, even who's not in the Tiger Woods League when it comes to making earned money on the tour. So some of these cats, man, 
just like the brothers back in the hood when they got out and they said, no, I'm going to get mama a house. These guys on their level are trying to get mama a house to take care of their house. So they're doing what's best for them. Because what do we know? Our youth is fleeting, our health is fleeting, and it's only for these fine moments that we have these opportunities. The one and done, take it. Why not do it? Somebody's going to give you 40, a couple hundred million to, to, to a little white ball. Whether you, whether you win or not, they're going to give it to you? Bruh, easy. Easy. PGA, kiss my ass. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> yes, I said it. Hey, they going right to the ATM machine. And they say, how much you need? <laughs> I need this much. <laughs> no problem. I'll go to the ATM machine and go and withdraw that. Is that, oh, you need some too? I mean, that's straight up good fellas. You know, when, when Ray Liotta's up there, yeah. he's talking to his old lady, and she said, I need to go shopping. And he's like, how much you need? She can't even say I need $30,000 or $500. She says, I need this much. I just need a stack. Look, that's all the live is doing right now. They're like, Okay. Oh, PG suspended you. I'm sorry. How much you need? I don't know. I need this much. <laughs> okay. I got you, baby. Come on over here. <laughs> oh, PGA who? <laughs> so you, for a minute, you had me twisted because I didn't know if that was Mr. Schroeder that was there or was that the PGA? That sounded like Mr. Schroeder. <laughs> Hey, hey, if they hey, if the liver throwing out that much money, hey, best of believe she'll be out there too. <laughs> let's let's go to the NBA, bro. Let's go to something that we know a little bit more intimately about. Right now, the series is two to one, Boston handling their business. The series, uh, Golden State had the home court. The first two games were in Oakland, and Boston. Won that first game. Uh, Warriors came back the second game. But I will tell you, I will tell you, breaking down those first two games should give us an indication, right? It should give us an indication, but it wasn't doing that for me because Boston is like the better team. I didn't expect this. I didn't see this. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. They're younger. They're more athletic. They're faster. They beat you up on the boards. And they don't give a damn who you are, where you've been, and how many rings you got. The mistakes that they're making is because of their youth. But and the other thing that I see is Udoka, first year coach, is out coaching Steve Kerr. I haven't even talked about game three. I'm just talking about the first two games. We get to game three, and I'm like, okay, Kevon Looney, where you at? He's not even playing. The Celtics are beating these boys up on the boards. The, the Spurs, excuse me, the Warriors are just too small. And every chance, I, every, every time I look around, a rebound, second chance points. Oh, guess what, Steph Curry? You can't guard me. I'm going to take you, post you up, or take you to the hole. Fouls in the first quarter, first half, you know, foul trouble the whole game. He doesn't foul out. He's not the problem. You, you bring a defensive specialist out, which is uh, uh, Peyton Jr., the second. Too small. Can't guard nobody because they're going to post you up. They're out. They're going to bully you, take you down. 
So think about Marcus Smart, different player of the year, but everybody has his mentality without the hardware. And then you got Yudoka. Yudoka says, you know what? I'm not going to play small with you because you guys are probably the best small ball team out there. Now, I'm, I've transitioned to game three already. And we're just going to meet your physicality because Draymond Green, the enforcer he is, and I'm throwing up the air quotes. No, there's only one of you, Draymond. There's five of us, and then we're deep. We got the Williams boys coming. We got Tatum. We got Brown. We got Horford. And everybody, don't, none of them, and I forgot, you know, we were just talking about the defense player of the year. All of them don't mind getting dirty, dusting it up, mixing it up with you. And they were reminded by that by you, Draymond, in game two. And last night, game three, they brought it. You want to squabble? We're going to squabble. Mad squabbles, boy. Mad squabbles. All of them. Ready. Horford. So, Yudoka, Yudoka is out coaching Steve Kerr, because, but because he's staying with his strength, and Steve Kerr decided not to play Kevin Looney, who was his big man, who was getting 20 rebounds against the Cap, excuse me, the Mavs, but is not getting any airtime and not getting any run. Bruh. You need to match up with them. So if they can play to their strength being Celtics and you you don't, you're in trouble. The Dubs are in trouble. Yes, I know. There is paralysis by analysis. I'm just doing the eye test. Boston Celtics don't care who you are, where you come from, that DNA, that pedigree, all those other championships, they don't matter right now because it didn't matter. What matters is here and now. The bench is longer and stronger, and the Dubs rely on one guy for scoring because Thompson is not, other than last night, he's not very effective. So right now, all the cards are with Boston right now. Haven't even talked about game four, but, bro, I wanted to know what you thought, where you're at with the series, what's going to happen. I, I was initially flip-flop. I want the Dubs to win. Everybody needs to know. I'm a Laker fan, first and foremost. My side piece, my second, is the Dubs. I want them to win, but they are in a fight. They are in a fight. I pass it to you, sir. If I, had, if I can ask you one question, based off of where we're Talk at right me. now, if the Dubs win, how many games does this series go? Wow. Okay. If the Dubs win, let's start with game four. They need to win game four to even tie the series 2-2. They will not win if they lose tomorrow. I don't see it. I don't see it. They got to win tomorrow. Having said that, it'll take seven. They're going to need home court. Again, Boston has attitude, bro. Udoka don't care. And he and you look at Brown, you look at boys since the beginning of the season to now, they're not the same players, nor are they the same team. And so they're serving notice to the rest of the NBA. Yeah, we're playing right now, we're playing at a high level. You're talking earlier about consistency and 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 gelling at the right moment and, and consistency and streaks being streaky. Well, they're doing that, they've done that. But it's a mindset, an organizational mindset, a culture, if you will, 
Udoka has changed. These boys, it's it's like an alley fight, and they don't mind. They don't mind the old 1980s score. You know, it's 70 to 80. They don't mind. They don't mind. And everybody that comes off the bench, you have a particular role, and if you don't fulfill that role, you will sit on the bench. And that's Marcus Smart included. You got your boy White from San Antonio up there, sixth man. But he comes in, he does his role. Oh, guess what? The last 19 minutes of last night's game, he didn't play. He had no role to fulfill. So he will pull the stars. He will yell at the stars. He's a lot like Popovich, and he comes from that tree. Yelled at Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, uh, uh, Avery Johnson, David Robinson. He will get in your face because it's all about execution. You give the effort and you still lose, that's okay. Pop. It's okay. They play better than us. But when you don't execute and there's a game plan, no, you're going to sit down over here with me. I'll get five new ones. And how many times did you see Pop do that? Well, Udoka hasn't had to do that yet. Where everybody does a line change, like an old hockey move. No. He'll take you out. He'll take you out. And his in-game adjustments far exceed my expectations. So, whew. I originally thought the Dubs were going to win this in five, six. No, bro, no. The Dubs will need seven games to win it. They will need seven if they win it, to answer your question. Woo! I will say this, that this is not the same Celtics team from last series, let alone the same Celtics team from the beginning of the season. This team has grown and matured before our eyes in the last 12 weeks. Eastern Conference and the Western Conference alike need to be aware. This team is for real. The coach, Yudoka, he is for real. So if the Doves win this, I agree with you. It, it's contingent upon tomorrow because tomorrow, at the end of the day, there's days to get home court back. They get home court back tomorrow, seven games. This team, when I speak about this team right now, I'm talking about the Celtics. Oh, they're not going down without a fight. They will not lose game six at home. They will push it back to go and stay and say, beat me at home. Beat me at your home. If you want this, I'm bringing all my guys with me on this plane to travel to five and a half hours to the Bay for you to go and tell me that you're better than me. That's how confident the Celtics are because we went to your house on game one and took it from you. And I'll go back to your house on game seven and take it from you too. Yeah. So if the Warriors doubted how serious the Celtics are, they should know now. I agree with you right now. Steve Kerr is a dog. Fight. He hasn't been in a dog fight with another coach like this since Tyron Lue ran circles around him. And, and, and I say Tyron Lue from the Cavs and not uh, Nurse from Toronto because we know it wasn't a fully healthy Golden State team when he lost to Toronto. Hey, much props to Toronto, Kawhi Leonard and that team, they won. However, we all know that was not the full, fully assembled Warrior team. The last time the fully assembled Warrior team lost was when they played LeBron James and the Cavs coached by Tyron Lue. And that's when Steve Curry is in a dogfight. He's in a dogfight again. He is in a dogfight again and will be very interesting. And to your point, I'm very surprised that he has not allowed Looney, who was a beast last series, to, to be that 
presence in the center. But not only that, where's Jordan Poole at, man? Where's Poole at? We know Thompson's coming off of an injury, and he's going to be oh. – I expect him to be somewhat yeah. streaky. But dang, bro, swimming pool was somebody to be heard of the first two rounds, and now it's like, yo, is this an old school, this uh, uh, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry and Draymond Green team and no, no one else? Poole made his name that first series. It was like, yo, who's this cat? And now last night you had a Clay Thompson gave a 25-plus points. Uh, uh, Curry gave up 30 and then pull 11 points and you lose by 16. There's a lot of, there's a lot of spots. If you look at the tape, there's a lot of opportunities where the Warriors could have scored 16 points, even down a stretch down by three points at one point. They just couldn't, they just couldn't, they just couldn't do it. They're, they're shooting. They went, they started relying upon the long ball. They couldn't sink it. The uh, Celtics take advantage of those turnovers and transition plays. Next thing you know, they blow the game wide open. There's opportunities where the Warriors could have took their heart, uh, could have took the Celtics' heart out of it. They just couldn't capitalize. So they're in a dogfight. They are in a dogfight. I still think they can win this game. But to your point, tomorrow is the uh, game four is the pivotal game. That is the game. And if they're still the heart of the champions that I believe they are, then they're going to show up. But what you cannot do, to do in these playoffs is take games for granted because just as much as that game got very intense toward the end they're talking about Steve, Steph Curry got hurt and that was a scary sight to see yeah. because you still don't want to have the well they could have but discussion I want a fully complimented team for the Warriors a fully complimented team for the Celtics I want the best be the best I don't want any injuries and so we start playing around with games that you should win and you have a skirmish on the ground and you get you get fouled or something like that. And someone gets injured. Boom. We don't want to think about what happened with the Warriors. They played the Cavs and Draymond Green made a a stupid decision and he gets suspended because the flagrant foul. So that's the stuff that we start keep on nitpicking or you keep not closing that game like you're supposed to. You give another team confidence and you allow Murphy's law to play a role in this series. And so the Warriors don't have too many lives left. You definitely don't want the, the, the Celtics to get a game uh, three games up, whether it's three, three games to two. You don't want to be in that or three games to one. They do not want that. If the Warriors win a uh, game four, you two two, the Warriors need to win uh, that next game just to be a three two situation to put the Celtics in a hole. They have to win two two uh, the next games. But anything other than that, man, this team is dangerous. When I talk about this team, the Celtics. And as a Laker fan, we can't have the Celtics get this this false confidence right now. But from a basketball fan, these jokers are doing it. And if that's what it takes, and I said one time, a couple years ago, a couple of seasons ago of our show, if it takes the Celtics to win another championship for the Lakers to realize that you ain't nobody right now, then do what you got to do. Because we know the NBA gods love the Los Angeles Lakers and the Boston Celtics. That's how it's always been. And so if LeBron James want to realize your fate and your legacy, how fitting would it be if the Celtics did win and it required the Lakers and the Celtics next season to have that rematch of saying, all right, this is it for, for uh, who's the best of the best. But, um, you know, and when I say all that, yes, it's going to be about the Lakers. I'm going to make it about the Lakers right now because we did just hire him. And if you don't go and these boys are coming out of that Boone Holzer uh, camp in this tree, 
I'm highly encouraged. So part of me is like, oh, keep going to do go because what do you have? Is this what we got too? Is this what we got? And one year this dude did this, he will be something uh, to, to be reckoned with in the Easter Conference for the next three, five, seven years. And, and Steve, I'm telling you, I'm giving you props right now, bro. We all laughed at what the heck are they doing with Brent Stevens and he was this. Why would they take him up to management? Hey, sometimes that age and the luck of the hour, they know more than everybody else do. And they made a good decision. I don't know who Duco was before, but I sure know who he is now. And I will be getting his name right from now on. Say my name. So that's where I'm at with that, bro. That's where I'm at. Go stay the dog, Mike, bro. So next week, we'll talk about it. We'll see where the series is, and we will share with y'all. We certainly want to hear from you guys about what you think think about the NBA playoffs. What do you think about the Live Tour? What do you think about the the Rams, the NFL season coming up? How's your team posturing themselves for a long run? I was just talking about Darvin Ham. Congratulations, uh, Coach Ham, to uh, be the helm and coach the helm, take the steering of the most storied franchise, in my opinion, that being the LA Lakers. And so I wish you nothing but luck and success. Frank Vogel was not the problem, your predecessor, he was not the problem, but we certainly hope you are the solution. Uh, to be the coach, one who has played, one who has a championship uh, to hire Rashid Wallace to, to buttress up your coaching staff could look the players directly, literally in the eye and then also hold them accountable. So I expect them to listen. LeBron, AD, Westbrook, Carmelo, and anybody else, whoever makes up the staff. I'm not talking about the young cats. The young cats don't make that big money yet. So they're going to listen. I'm talking about those who are, have been in the league 15 plus years and think they have arrived or have arrived and maybe don't have that, that hunger like they once had. That's your challenge, sir. That is your challenge. But I believe and I want to believe that you're more than capable of unifying the, the, the locker room, having one voice, and as they did uh, in Drumline, having one beat. And so that's what it's going to take. Commitment, sacrifice from everybody, but it starts with you, sir. It starts with management, Palinka and, and Miss Buss. It starts there with organization. And and, and, and and something hurts me to hear this, that um, Kurt Rambis was in on all the coaches' meetings or the Vogel meetings last year. What the hell is that all about? So knowing that and to hear that he's not going to do that with you, great because you need to be able to bump your behind along the way. Learn as you go, but we hope the curve is a, not a, a sharp or precipitous curve that you, you just be able to make mistakes, learn, grow, but grow at your pace, but with your team, without outside influences, that being organizational management, let them organize, let you manage, let you coach. And so your hands are full. So congratulations to you, coach. Uh, and to our listeners out there, I'm signing off. I just want to say thank you for allowing us to entertain you for the last uh, 30 minutes or so. And so uh, with that, I talk over to my co-host, but we love you, and we see you next week. Yeah, and the building upon your statement, it's great to see the Lakers diversify that staff, a black head coach for the Los Angeles Lakers. we got to compliment the black head manager for the Los Angeles Dodgers. So let's do that damn thing. 
And on top of that, this guy comes with two. I say two championships on his belt. Frank Vogel got a championship when he's with the Lakers. Devin Ham comes with two, one as a player and one as assistant coach. Uh, let's think about another player coach. Uh, Jason Kidd goes down to Dallas Mavericks with a championship underneath his belt and takes his team somewhere. So it shows right there that if uh, if you want a championship, someone's coming there with one already to tell you how to get it done. And so that's the kind of credibility as great as a coach coming in for an inaugural season with credibility. And that's what teams and that's what players like a Russell, a LeBron, AD, that's what they need to say, okay, what can this guy, this guy's come from something. He's coming fresh off of a championship season. And so kudos to the Lakers. And to your point, yeah, I heard that about Curtis, uh, Kurt Rambis. Uh, no one, I don't care if you're in sports, you're in education, uh, the regular private sector business, no one wants to go to work and have your boss sitting in their way talking to your staff. What kind of mess is that? And so kudos to Devin Ham saying, you want me to be the manager of this team, you let me coach my team. I don't need the, the upper-ups. Go back up to the penthouse. Do what you do. Make the staff calls you need to make. But this right here, this is my house. When my locker room doors close, that's me and my players do what we got to do. You hired me for a reason. If you want to micromanage me, then hire somebody else. I don't need your help to coach this team. And, Kurt Rambis, when you had a chance to coach the team, you couldn't do it. So what are you going to tell me from the sidelines? Go back up into the management, look at the team from the luxury suites, and watch me win championships. So that's the kind of stuff as a coach. You come in there with your full confidence, with your game plan, with your philosophy, bring your team on board, understand what we're dealing with, let's shape our strategic vision, let's attack it, and let me run it. And if this sells, we're responsible for it. My team's responsible. And if it fails, I'm responsible for it. But I don't need nobody from management getting in the mix of my stuff. And so, again, I'm excited about the season. We know we're talking about 2023. And not to take away from the Celtics, but I did want to take away from the Celtics just a little bit because I'm going to keep y'all humble too. But to this season, Steve, you know I love you, baby. To all y'all don't know, Steve is our producer, diehard Celtics fan. Hey, this is a great, this is a great series. I still had the dubs in seven, but I love watching what the Celtics have done. I love watching what the head coach has done mm -hmm. to inspire this team. They have grown over the course of 12 weeks, and that only shows within the next two to three years what this team can do. And if they continue having hunger, they will be the beast of the East, and they will be able to be contended against from all across the league. So it's always great when the Celtics are a good team and the Lakers are a good team. You cannot not watch NBA. What they used to say is fantastic. And on that piece, this show's been fantastic. We love you all. We love you all. Thank you for your time today. We miss you all. As we get ready deeper to this summer, enjoy. Enjoy this time with your loved ones. Enjoy traveling. Do it safely. Hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. We love you guys. I love interacting with you all. Until next week, Say goodbye, good night, Ariva Chief, all that good stuff. Deuces, love you all. See you all next week. Take it to the houses out.